Hello, hello everybody, welcome to the Western Reviews Podcast, I'm the Western Wonder, and today's movie review has me wondering what went wrong with this particular movie's plot. Today's movie is called Some Girls. No relation to the album by the Rolling Stones, by the way. Let's get to the background first. The movie was directed by Michael Hoffman, who worked on films such as Soap Dish, One Fine Day, and The Midsummer's Night Dream. And the movie's screenplay was done by Rupert Walters. Never heard of that guy before. He did a screenplay for another film Hoffman directed. It's quite surprising that the script was done by one person because, well, I'll delve further than that by the end of my review. Anyways, the movie was released in the fall of 1988, and critics did not take too much notice of the film due to a lack of promotion and a very limited release in theaters. So the film hardly broke under half a million dollars at the box office. But it did win a movie festival award in Canada where most of the characters in this film live, so there's that. With all that information aside, let's take a look at the story of the film. Warning. Spoilers ahead. So the movie revolves around this young man named Michael, played by Patrick Dempsey before Grey's Anatomy and other projects. Michael is invited by his girlfriend Gabby, played by Jennifer Connolly, to spend holidays with her family in Canada. Unfortunately for Mike, as soon as he arrives, Gabby lets him know straight up that she does not love him anymore. <laughs> Yikes. However, Gabby would like Mike to stick around and meet her family, and let me tell you, this family is quite different from each other. First, you have the parents. The overprotective Catholic mother who squashes any chance of Mike getting a chance with Gabby, and the strange atheist father who has a writing passion but only feels comfortable doing it in the new. Plus there's Gabby's sister, so older sister Renka, who's in a relationship with some dude is about to bow out to the demand's religious upbringing, ruin their leisure time, and younger sister Simone. During his stay, Mike tries every chance to get Gabby back, but his sisters began making a move on him, making his temptations even more intense. What makes his case worse is when he tries to fend off the sisters, or is with Gabby, he's caught or interrupted by the parents in the worst kind of way, like in one scene where he drops off Gabby's gift and she lets him sleep in her bed for a moment, or another where he begins to actually hook up with her later after her mother told them to back off of each other, mind you, and well, it doesn't go very well. Eventually, Michael gets to meet the sister's granny. No, not the creepy kind of granny who wants to keep you captured, thankfully. But this granny is not mentally or physically healthy anymore, and in fact is dying due to her old age. During their meeting, the granny confuses Mike for her deceased husband, also conveniently named Michael. A few days later, granny appears to have disappeared from the hospital from where she was kept, so Michael, the sisters, and Aranka's boyfriend go out to find her. Eventually, Mike finds Grandy after falling in a ditch and catching her attention and is taken to a nearby house to warm up and rest. While helping out and talking to Granny, which, if you watch the scene from the film, it may seem very unnerving and uncomfortable, which is understandable, Michael begins to form a bond with her and even experiences some form of true love for her. Meanwhile, the sisters make more moves on Mike from Gabby's mood swings that kind of went like this. I told you, Michael, I'm not in love with you anymore. Oh, now, come on now. How many times are you going to tell me that? You're making me more upset. Is that what you want to do? Oh, I'm so sorry, Michael. I love you so much. <laughs> to Iranka easily getting to him. But her dialogue is kind of pandering. You know, when... My my father took me out to all those places where they had steaks and and shrimp and all that good stuff, you know. He always would place me under his chin where I would fall 
asleep. Unfortunately for Mike, Granny's health fails and passes away the next day, but something about the scene as her heart stops beating is very interesting on how she leaves this world. In this scene, she's walking out of this empty house, closing all the window blinds and things, and it's actually pretty calming scenery. But still, the Michael Granny story is kind of like a sad love story that reminds me of a movie called Harold and Maude, except, you know, this movie has a less dark undertone to it and this leading male isn't trying to make fake his death for fun, which, <laughs> now that I think about it, probably would have scared the sisters off. Granny's funeral happens soon after and everyone is leaving out, but Aranka has something to show Mike, which in essence was an excuse to hook up without those interfering meddling parents around. After more Gabby pandering, You know, Mike, you do so much better when you're not trying to flirt with me. Oh, and by the way, I know that you were hooking up with my sister, but I'm just gonna brush past you just a little bit. Just, just a little brush past. It's finally Christmas. As everyone opens gifts, Michael goes out to visit Granny's grave, and apparently, if I'm getting this right, a young lady that's supposedly resembling Granny comes out and talks to him, asking if he knew her. At first, he's very dismissive of the question, but when the woman walks off, he confirms that he indeed knows her, and she gives him a kiss for reasons, and walks off. Pretty odd. Anyways, Mike returns to the family home and has a discussion with the father, who's been pretty absent for most of the movie, but I guess we'll let him slide. By the next day, it's time for Mike to go back home, and as he embraces his sisters, he realizes he forgot to give them something back. Granny's shoes! Oh, what would they do without her shoes? Well, at least he has something to remember her by, I guess. And that's the movie. On to my final thoughts and rating. This movie gets the honor of being my first meh. The biggest problem with the film is that the plot and dialogue seem inconsistent and pandering in scenes that don't make sense or are heavily explained correctly. Also, I see that the trailers promoting the film back then had a label as a comedy. <laughs> well, it's hardly there. However, the acting isn't too bad and the scenery based in snowy Canada is quite a sight to see as well as the house interiors. If you like the pretty scenery, Jennifer Connelly, or cult films like this, you may want to check this movie out. Tune in next week on a review for a 70s comedy pairing two of the zaniest, wildest comedians together in one movie. I hope you guys enjoyed the reviews that come out of this podcast as I'm still getting the gist of things a little. Wherever you may be listening to the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening and I'll see you around. Watch the wonder.